does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, hour number two. Jimmy Cook in the big chair for the coach, Bob Lovell. We've got an Indy 500 recap to get to in the 11 o'clock hour with Jake Query. Plus, we'll dive into the Colts, how OTAs are going for the Colts and Anthony Richardson. And, of course, Pacers draft prep and a little bit of NBA Finals talk. That to come tonight on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. But first, we got business to take care of. Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Jake Cook. Pleasure to be with you and Graham Shearer tonight in downtown Indianapolis. As you mentioned, Colts OTAs ongoing today marked the completion of OTA number 6 out of 10 and the second time media coverage was allowed, which means the players spoke and the coaches spoke after practice today. Let's go to Shane Steichen first. Gardner Minshew got all the reps with the first team today. Here's Shane Steichen on that front. Yeah, I think just the way the reps were broke up, uh, we had the, you know, whatever the team drill where they split it up there and then we had the 7 on 7 where they split it up and then Gardner went with the ones in that two minute and then we just did two groups and then Anthony took the twos there in the two minute but really pleased with where both those guys are at right now. Gardner Minshew was four of six in his six pass attempts really during the 11 on 11 work. Anthony Richardson got 12 plays of work. He was seven of nine. Going back to the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts and Shane Steichen, he was asked today on how Anthony Richardson has responded thus far after making mistakes. He's been good. You know, I think with anything, you know, guys are going to make mistakes here and there, um, but you learn from them. You know what I mean? I think he's done a great job of learning from those mistakes and trying not to make those same mistakes twice. You know, I think that's the biggest thing with all players is don't make the same mistake twice, and it's our job as coaches uh, to coach them up uh, and get it right. But he's had a great mindset. Steichen led off his press conference today after practice, stating that the Colts will not have one but two joint practices during the preseason. One will be in Westfield with the Chicago Bears. The other will be in Philadelphia ahead of their final preseason game against the Eagles. I think it's with anything. I, we've done it. We did two, uh, you know, in Philly as much as we could. I just kind of think doing two different deals with two different teams is really good. And I know the players enjoy it. The coaches enjoy it. Like I said, it kind of breaks up camp and the competition uh, just to see different looks. Uh, does it help for the quarterback? Absolutely. You know, you're seeing a different front structure sometimes depending on who you're playing. Coverages on the back end. There's a whole bunch of different things that go into it, but it definitely helps us as a football team, I believe. That was Shane Steichen on the benefit of doing two joint practices in Major League Baseball right now. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they've gone from down 5-1, to one, now up 7-5, to five, a big six spot in the bottom of the seventh inning as they're now in the top of the ninth. However, the Cardinals will have the meat of their order coming up 3-4-5 and five, due up for the Redbirds. They're in the bottom of the seventh in Minnesota. It's still 0-0 between the Guardians and the Minnesota Twins. Aaron Savale got the start for the Guardians. He went five innings, four strikeouts, four hits. So far, the bullpen for the Guardians has given up one hit. 
Detroit Tigers, Chicago White Sox, they're in action right now in Chicago. 2-0 is the score. They're in the bottom of the seventh inning. Starting today for the White Sox was Mike Clevenger. He went five innings. He struck out six and only gave up three hits. They're in the top of the second in the West Coast in San Diego. Chicago Cubs and the Padres still 0-0. Both teams looking for their first hit. There was first inning work. Jamison Tyone, no hits, no walks, no strikeouts through seven pitches. That's called efficiency. Earlier today, or tonight, the Milwaukee Brewers topped the Cincinnati Reds 5-4 in 11 innings. Corbin Burns started for the Brewers. Six innings, two hits, three runs, seven Ks. The second hit came in the third. The Reds did not get hit their third hit of the game until the bottom of the 11th. It was not enough as Kirk Casale's double drove in the fourth run. However, Spencer Steer, the National League Rookie of the Month of the Cincinnati Reds, could not deliver the go-ahead or the game-winning home run or a game-tying hit in the bottom of the 11th inning. The Reds, after winning five straight, they have lost their last two, and they're now 26-31. and 31. Milwaukee, 30-27. and 27. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I am Jimmy Cook, and for the Coach Bob Lovell, you can follow me on Twitter at the J Cook. Eddie Garrison mentioned in his scoreboard update at the top of the hour about Anthony Richardson and the rep split between him and Gardner Minshew with the ones. We'll get into that a little bit later within this segment and within the show tonight as Anthony Richardson wants to learn from mistakes. Speaking of learning from mistakes after a 4-1 loss to the Toledo Mudhens last night, the Indianapolis Indians respond well on Friday fireworks night from Victory Field, an 11-0 victory over Toledo. Joining us now, he is the Hall of Famer, the voice of the Indianapolis Indians. It is Howard Kelman. Howard, how are we on a fireworks Friday? Oh, doing terrific, Jimmy. And the fireworks actually started before the game ended because in the bottom of the eighth, what was a great night with the Indians ahead, 7-0, Cannon, Smith, and Jigba blasted a grand slam to make it 11-0. So all those big fans of run differential, had a great night. The Indians winning, as you said, 11-0. Winners of five of their last six actively right now and also against the Toledo Mudhens. What stood out to you the most to this point during this series against Toledo, Howard? The run production, Jimmy, because they had 12 runs the first night. They had, what, something like 16 runs the second game. So in three of the four games in this series, Jimmy, the Indians have had a double-digit run production tally. The one game they didn't last night, the game they lost 4-1. to one. And that's, that's the beauty of baseball. I mean, you score one run one night, and the next night you get 11 runs. So you never can tell what will happen. Howard, this matchup in this series continues with Toledo into the weekend, Saturday, 7.05, first pitch time, then a 135, kids eat free Sunday showdown against the Mud Hens. Where are your, your keys or what are you focusing on as the Tribe looks to close things out within this series and this set against the Mud Hens? Well, we hope the good hitting continues. I will say one other thing about tonight, Jimmy Miguel and Duhar belted a changeup for a three-run homer in the very first inning, and that got the Indians going. But uh, it all starts with your starting pitching. And they got a great effort from Quinn Priest tonight, six scoreless innings. Osvaldo Beto will be on the mound tomorrow. He's the probable 
And if he gives you a good effort, you have a good chance to win. Starting pitchers do not mean what they used to. They only go five or six innings, seven innings sometimes. But they're still very important because they set the tempo. Former Yankee Miguel Andujar. Always good uh, to hear his name and see him still fighting along in the world of baseball. Speaking of the Yankees, Howard, I know I mentioned this to you when it happened, but congratulations again last year getting the opportunity to fill in for John Sterling and working over for WFAN through Yankees coverage. Any chance as they lighten John's load a little bit still this year, we might see you back in the Bronx? Well, Jimmy, first, thank you for the kind words, and they have lessened his load. However, they have hired Justin Shackle to be the permanent fill-in guy this year. Last year, a number of people, as you said, including myself, filled in. Uh, unless something unusual happens, it probably I probably will not get to fill in because Justin Shackle is doing all the games filling in for John Sterling, and he has missed a number of games the last few weeks. So we'll see. You never know. But thank you for those kind words. Of course. It was really cool to be able to get to hear you. Of course, I've always loved your work here at the Indians. And then when my favorite team in the Yankees and you have that crossover there, that was really, really cool. It's always good to be able to catch up with you. How we're looking forward to the finishing touches on this set with Toledo. And thank you, as always, for taking some time with us. Well, Jimmy, thank you. And by the way, that night I filled in with the Yankees was a Friday night. And I called in this show after I filled in. So it was a lot of fun telling everybody about the Yankees that night. Thanks again very much, Jimmy. Of course. Be well, Howard. That's Howard Kelman, the Hall of Famer and the voice of the Indianapolis Indians. You can follow him on Twitter at Howard Kelman, one of the very staples of this city. When you think about sports, you most definitely think about Howard Kelman. Only a couple minutes left here within this segment, so we'll take some time to look ahead to our conversation with Casey Valier. He is your in-studio host for the Colts Radio Network and as well as the head of, as alongside the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, in making sure everything is set and underway as the radio coordinator for your Indianapolis Colts. He's, of course, been up close and personal throughout OTAs and throughout this offseason. We'll get Casey's overall perspective on both the journey to this point for Anthony Richardson, where adversity has already shown itself, where it will continue to show itself for the young rookie. And even though we won't go directly at Casey with whether or not he should start or not week one, we will get perspective of where Shane Steichen's past work with other quarterbacks may have an impact and take shape. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. As to how quickly they are willing to bring Anthony Richardson along. We'll also ask about that crowded tight end room and what a veteran whiteout might do for the Colts wide receiver room. That is next with Casey Valier of the Colts Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Cook. Keep it right here. You're listening with us on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. Last weekend, 107th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. Joseph Newgarden captured the victory today. All the drivers were practicing for the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix. 
from the Detroit Street Circuit. It's a new race this year. Should be rather interesting. Have a split pit lane. That's right. You have 13 drivers on one side, 14 drivers on the other. Pato Award with the fastest speed today in practice. He didn't even eclipse 94 miles per hour, which is kind of crazy that these cars were just going 230, 240 plus five days ago. Scott Dixon had the second fastest time. Kyle Kirkwood third. Alex Pillow fourth. Felix Rosenquist was fifth. College baseball. You've got the NCAA baseball championship tournament going on in the Terre Haute Regional. The Indiana State Sycamores, they come from behind to defeat the Wright State Raiders 6-5. They scored three runs in the bottom of the eighth, so their season continues or moves on, I should say. The Indiana, the Indiana Hoosiers, they're in action right now in the Lexington Regional down in Kentucky. They're going down to the bottom of the ninth inning, and they just put up five runs in the top of the ninth to give themselves some cushion. As the West Virginia Mountaineers come to bat in the bottom of the ninth, 12-6 advantage Indiana Hoosiers. The Ball State Cardinals, however, were not successful today. They got shut out by the Kentucky Wildcats 4 to nothing. In Division II, Uindy takes the field tomorrow. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I am Jimmy Cook, along with Eddie Garrison on our scoreboard updates, and Graham Scherr doing a great job beyond the board. Graham Shear, I apologize. That's a fine. We don't have a fine bucket. That's on me. My second or third time working with Graham, you would think that I wouldn't be so disrespectful. That's on me. Graham will we'll donate $1 to your charity of choosing. That's how we'll, that's how we'll make up for that. Uh, joining us next is, should I, just, should I just butcher names the rest of the night? Joining us next is Casey Valier. You know him as the in-studio host for your Indianapolis Colts. Casey, I want to begin our proceedings tonight by having a public conversation to you about what annoys most iPhone users, and that is the green bubble on text message conversations. So I ask you wow. one, Casey Valier. There's a point to all of this. We'll get to it in a second. Uh, what, what is your phone <laughs> of choice, if you could uh, remind the uh, fine folks across our network Indiana affiliates? I am an Android user, so I do not know of this green bubble you speak of. Correct. So I, there's no way that you've walked through life without someone bringing this up to you before. Because let's say you, me, and Eddie wanted to have a group chat together. It would not have the same fun, ease of access, user interface type of ability to just give a thumbs up when we like a message or whatever because of the non-iPhone user. Have you experienced that in your day-to-day life? Surely at least once you have. Oh, absolutely, okay. I have. Yes, right. I mean, I, I'm I'm one of those. I like to make life a lot a lot more difficult <laughs> than it has to be. You know. So I lead <laughs> off with this because Casey, are you familiar with how iPhones are used within film and television? Like, uh, like in terms I mean, of on what? set, like during movies by actors, like by characters. Are you familiar yes. w- with how they're used there? Yes. I bring this up because, and this gets reminded like once or twice throughout television shows it happened most recently with succession this past weekend is that they will not allow villains to use iphones like they they they, they, they do not allow if you go back and watch a show where there's a villain post you know <laughs> iphone 07 the villains never have it so casey i have to ask you do you feel like with this information that you are now the villain of the colts radio network is that is that how you I feel would- that that's a title you deserve 
You know, I'll be honest with you. I'll take it because I am. I am. I think I'm one of. I might be the only person in the entire building without an iPhone because they actually offer iPhones, and I just have a phone plan I've had with my wife for the longest time. And I was like, you know what? I'll just keep my phone plan. So I am one of the few that didn't jump on board to switching to an iPhone because I have no Apple products. So I would be the learning curve would take me a while. That's beautiful. That 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 makes this full circle I'm story. Villain. This you, is great. You're, you're the Villain of West 56th Street. You can pocket that, put it on a resume. That's also a sweet wrestler nickname as well, the villain of West 56th. I, li- I like that very much. We'll get that on a t-shirt for you. Um, Please do. <laughs> I'll get it in the works. We'll have, we'll have Eddie make I'll some calls my tonight. Handle Please, for that. At, at least the bio. If we can yeah, get just right. for a week in the offseason, just till somebody asked you the villain of West 56th, just, okay, just a yeah. week, if we could do that, I would, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, second of three weeks of OTA is taking place there out in Colts land. Your biggest takeaways will start here with our two-part conversation here with Casey Valier on where things are at in the limited availability for the media, but also with the nuggets that you've perhaps scrounged up. We heard some of those already in Eddie Garrison's last scoreboard update with Shane Steichen talking about the learning curve that's present for a lot of rookies, including Anthony Richardson. Yeah, so I, I think the biggest thing we've seen so far is, uh, especially today, the the biggest thing we all kind of noticed in the media was that Gardner Minshew took a lot more of the first-team reps, if you want to call them first-team reps for what you're doing today. Now, a lot of that, it's it's all calculated. They're, they're working on a schedule. They're trying to get everybody up to speed. And Gardner Minshew is familiar with this offense, so a lot of it makes a lot of sense to see him take a little bit more of those reps Everybody wants Anthony Richardson to get on the field. I'm sure I'm sure front office included is in that same regiment. They want that all to happen. But I think it's going to be a process, that's for sure. Um, so that is one thing that I definitely have noticed. And then and you can't overlook the fact that there's a lot of guys that you're going to be a lot relying heavy on standing on the sidelines. I mean, we saw Michael Pittman today. We know Jonathan Taylor's recovering. Shaq Leonard, we haven't seen him participate. So there's a lot of guys that you're going to be, you know, relying a lot on when you come to the season that have been standing on the sidelines. So those are kind of the big storylines for watching. But as we talk to you right now, I mean, it's June 2nd. You can't overreact to anything at this point. Once August rolls around, that's something we're going to, those questions are going to continue to be brought up and at a little bit more of a meaningful nature. But for right now, that's kind of all the question marks are at this moment. So as you mentioned, and that's fair and that's reasonable, Casey Vallier joining us. He is the in-studio host for the Indianapolis Colts Radio Network, radio coordinator as well for Colts Broadcasting and the villain of West 56th Street. Nice enough to take some time with us (laughs) here on Indiana Sports Talk. You say all that. I get it. Be cautious. Be careful. Don't overestimate. We can't get any real reads on anything. But Casey, last week there was a fair split with the ones, and now it appears today Gardner Minshew you got all the reps with the ones what does it mean Casey does it mean anything is it just a sample of well you got to get even work with these guys whenever you can because we don't know who's starting week one or is it merely hey calm down Jimmy let the Colts do their thing it's just OTAs nothing is final until we really get in the meat and potatoes of training camp. Well, Jimmy, I'm not, I'm not going to say calm down, Jimmy, because me, when I go out and watch football, it doesn't matter if it's in January, <laughs> June, April. It doesn't matter. I want to see the best you got. I want to see everybody out there doing your stuff. So I'm right there with you. I want to see Anthony Richardson taking every rep because everybody knows you take a guy fourth overall, he's the guy that's got to come in and step in. So I'm right there with you, but I think it is more, you know, 
right now it is so early on. I mean, just think about it from Anthony Richardson's standpoint. You know, a month ago, he's he's figuring out where he's going to be for his the start of his NFL career. He doesn't even know a playbook yet, and now you're hoping that he steps in and is one of those guys taking first-team reps. So it is a pretty big jump and limited time because you talk about OTAs. This is a very minimal time that he's had with these guys. You know, the rookies do a lot of stuff early on with just rookies. So this is the first time barely acclimating in with the veterans. So it is definitely one of those things that you look at it all and you say, yeah, Gardner Minshew took a lot of the first-team reps, but it's June 2nd. But I'm right there with you. I want that all ramped up. We're all ready for it to start ramping up just because that's why we're here. That's why we're in this sport. So it's understandable. Where, if anything, once we get to training camp, should fans look for – they're going to do it anyway, but if you were to try to advise them, worse, they try to look for measures or measuring stick moments, I beg your pardon, when comparing reps or amount of time on the field that the two quarterbacks are getting as we continue to get closer and closer and ultimately reach a final decision. Here come checks notes. Oh, September. <laughs> Literally, I, I, it sounds like you were listening in on the conversations we were all having today. I mean, I had lengthy conversations with Greg Rakestraw, Kevin Bowen, Mike Chappell about what are we expecting. And, and we, we heard today that they're going to do two joint practices, which I think is awesome. That is, you get the best work done. You've got, you know, you aren't seeing something you've seen week in and week out. So for a guy like Anthony Richardson, he's going to see a Bears defense and an Eagles defense before he does take meaningful snaps in the regular season. So that is going to be huge for the growth of him and everybody else. I would say, honestly, it's going to be hard with that news because we aren't, it, it, it might, it might change the way that they handle the preseason reps. So I was thinking before everything, you're going to see a lot of Anthony Richardson in the preseason, but with two joint practices, I would advise fans to get out and watch those Chicago joint practices because that's where you're going to measure a lot. You're going to really see he'll have about three weeks of camp in, one preseason game under his belt when those joint practices happen against Chicago. So those are going to be definitely ones to watch. I don't know exactly the dates. I want to say that's like April or August 18th-ish, I think, is when they play the Bears. So that week is going to be huge if you want to really see where his progression is to this point he is casey valier the colts radio network making some time with us casey we're up against it so we're going to step aside for a moment you got time for one more segment where we look at shaq leonard's status a little bit about jonathan taylor expectations and a couple other storylines that are on our mind for jimmy cook anything my man you're the man that's casey valier follow him on twitter at c valier colts He'll come back with us. We hope you do the same. Again, we'll look more at Colts OTAs and where the wide receiver room could get a little bit more crowded. What a veteran would do for that wide receiver room we'll discuss when we come back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. OTA number six in the books for the Indianapolis Colts. They have four more as they head into their final week. As noted, Shane Steichen said that the team will do two joint practices during the preseason that's with the chicago bulls not the chicago bulls the chicago bears and the philadelphia eagles during his media availability today he revealed 
that each OTA practice thus far has a significant or a specific focus? Really just the operation. You know what I mean? There's so much stuff that goes into a two-minute operation, the detail, the planning of it, the situation that go on, the clock management. Uh, it's big. It's big for players. It's big for coaches to go through those reps because a lot of these games in the NFL, as we know, go come down to two-minute, into half in the game. And so we just worked in a half situation uh, today to get that uh, repetition and really get the communication so everyone's on the same page going forward. Now, one thing he was asked about with training camp just a couple of weeks or a handful of weeks away he was asked today about how physical the team will be during training camp i think with anything you want to be physical uh, you want to be very competitive but at the same time you want to be smart you know i think it's a both and because these seasons are long uh, you got to be smart you got to be healthy uh, you know obviously you lose a lot of your starters you know it, it hurts you in the season uh, so we are going to be competitive we're going to be tough aggressive uh, going into camp but at the same time i'm going to try to do a great job of taking care of them too during today's practice, Gardner Minshew took all the first-team reps, Anthony Richardson's reps, all with the second team. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I am Jimmy Cook. Proud to be in for the coach, Bob Lovell. Graham Shear behind the board doing a wonderful job, as always, guiding us through the evening. Eddie Garrison on our scoreboard updates. There's a certain level of pettiness that I come to expect when working with one Eddie Garrison, and I will give a shout-out to him. It's a moment of growth and maturity through that entire scoreboard update he did not mention what he ran in here and mentioned to me before we went in the commercial break which was the yankees are back in la for the first time since 2019 and they gave up a six spot in the bottom of the first with eight hits given up so not great in yankee land Nobody cares, though, but me. Let's get back to more pressing matters in your Indianapolis Colts. He is Casey Valier, newly minted. I can't tell if this is mean or not, so like, if you want me to stop, I will. But newly minted villain of West 56th Street, Casey Valier of the Colts Radio Network and the radio coordinator for Indianapolis Colts, joins us here on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Casey will step away from the diamond and instead, back to the, instead step back to the gridiron for Colts OTAs. We already talked about how we need to practice patience and not get too high or too low with the quarterback reps ones and twos and who's going where but let's look at other areas where there's a cleaner observation to be made at this point in time during OTAs and I want to start first within that tight end room because I talked to J.D. Stankovitz a little bit earlier of Colts.com on our sister station 9351075 the fan and he mentioned that like you referenced earlier, a lot of chatter amongst the media members during these OTAs, and a lot of it is that tight end room, very, very crowded, and there's likely going to be some tough decisions that the Colts are going to have to make with a lot of high-quality value tight ends across that depth chart. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Absolutely. I mean, you have, it is, that is one of those positions that during training camp, we're all going to have our eyes focused because You've got the four guys that were there last year. You've got Moali Cox, Kylan Granson. We all saw the huge rookie year Jelani Woods had, but at training camp, the rookie everybody was talking about was Drew Ogletree before he went down with an ACL. Well, in the draft this year, the Colts drafted Will Mallory, so he adds another young kind of 
very similar mold to what a guy like Ogletree and Kylan Granson are at the, at the tight end spot, more of those pass-catching tight end groups. So you've got five guys right there. And then they also signed a guy in Farrell Brown who's seen a lot of NFL action over his seven years in the pros. So when you think about all of that and you start crunching numbers, typically you're going to keep maybe three tight ends, four if you're really, you know, if you, you get really lucky with health and you can kind of go with, we need to have this guy protected because he offers X. If it's four, good luck with that six guys I just mentioned, narrowing that down to four, because not only are you looking at it from a youth standpoint, you just got a lot of production, you know, in that back end with guys like Mo Alley Cox, Sparrow, Brown, Kylan Granson, and everybody knows Jelani Woods is going to be very important, but Drew Ogletree was having such a good camp before he went down with that injury last year. So that is definitely an area we have to really look at. And if you think about the way the active roster was last year, there was another tight end named Nikolaj Klinich, who was a very utilized in a blocking tight end. I don't see one of those six guys kind of labeled at that, so there might be another tight end to kind of watch in that mold when you look at the active roster come August and early September. Another room of Colts offense and another pass-catching room at that is, of course, the Colts wide receiver group. Now, Casey, I understand that as a team employee, you're not able to discuss transactions that haven't happened yet. But in names that likely would have been picked up on fantasy waiver wires throughout the country last year, uh, Rashad Perryman with a workout with the Indianapolis Colts per Adam Schefter on Friday or earlier this afternoon, and they're in discussions about potentially signing him. So again, I know that's an area that you can't walk through right now since nothing's been official. So instead, we'll spin it this way. You look at this Colts wide receiver loom read by wide receiver coach Reggie Wayne, and you look at the praise he's had for Josh Downs, the expectations for him to want to add to all that artwork and those pictures that are at West 56 and at Lucas Oil Stadium of great wideouts. He feels a calling to be able to add to that legacy of Colts wide receivers. Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, we mentioned Josh Downs, Isaiah McKenzie will be in that battle as well. When you look at where that wide receiver room is right now, I know I left a couple of guys off of that list. When you look at that wide receiver room and the idea of bringing a veteran in at minimum for some healthy competition, what does it do for Reggie Wayne in that room as we roll through this offseason? I think wide receiver is an area where you can never have enough depth. And I think one of the teams that shows that very well, no need to just continue to harp on your wonderful Kansas City Chiefs again, Jimmy, but that is the team that if you look at it, they have guys one through six who you're like, oh, I know who that guy is. He's made a, you know, a, a pretty good impact in the NFL. And that is one of the things that this game is so important. You have to have impactful players at playmaking positions and wide receiver is the top of that list. So when you talk about guys who are established, you can never have too many. I mean, I, I was the one that last, last week when the guy that was released in, in Arizona I look at him and I think he could be helpful for every single team in the NFL. And it's just because you can never have enough depth because you see it every year. A guy goes down with an injury and all of a sudden you go, oh, well, we were good. And then that guy went down and now our depth looks pretty poor. So 
If you bring in a veteran, you look at this room, Isaiah McKenzie's a veteran who they brought in, and you've got Josh Downs. Alec Pierce hoping to make a big impact in year two. Michael Pittman, easily the number one option in that room. And then also another guy who they re-signed again in Ashton Doolin, who's given this team a lot. Mike Strawn's also in there as well. But you never, you can never have enough depth. So I am all for bringing in as much competition, and it just gives you options. You can never, and even if it's one of those things where you don't sign him, at least you've seen him, and you can say, hey, you know what? If something happens here, we've at least seen him in in, in our in our playbook, in our offense, and that's something you can always go back on. He's Casey Valier, radio coordinator and in-game studio host for the Indianapolis Colts. Casey, we're going to talk a lot throughout this offseason of where there are position groups where you could perhaps pencil in or even write in pen key contributors along this Colts team. Outside of the quarterback, outside of Jonathan Taylor, where is one or two areas on this roster as we have about two minutes or so left? What is one or two areas of this roster where you feel absolutely confident that's locked down, that's going to be a high-performing area for this team. Don't really need to sweat that at all. Yeah, I think defensive tackle immediately comes to mind with the Forrest Buckner and Grover Stewart. Those guys have just been dominant. Um, you need a little bit more production from the ends, and that's where a guy like Samson Ibukam, who they signed in free agency, can kind of help guys like Pay, Daiwa Dangbo coming in. But I would say defensive tackle for sure. I'm going to give a little bit of a, of a nod to the offensive line in the three positions with right guard, or with, with left guard with Quentin Nelson, your center with Ryan Kelly, and, and right tackle with Braden Smith. And I really do think Bernard Ryman is going to make a big step in year two. So I would put that one as another established spot. But then everything else is kind of wide open. you got a lot of new pieces there at corner. Safety with Julian Blackman, he's going to be playing a little bit more strong safety than free safety, so that spot I really like. But then you got Nick Cross and Rodney Thomas fighting for that other spot. So there's going to be a lot of battles throughout camp um, that we're really going to have eye on, but I would really definitely say defensive tackle and then on the flip side, those, those three key spots from veterans coming back on the offensive line. If you were to make a guess, last thing, as we got a little less than a minute here, and you can you can also give me the I'm not answering that. That's fine. I'm I'm, I'm willing to take a stiff arm. Before or after Germany, Anthony Richardson is QB one for this team. Oh man, that is pretty good. I, I'm actually gonna go before, um, just because I think it's one of those things that they they've all mentioned. He's got to, the only way for him to get better is to get on the field and play. So I think that it, it might be one of those things. Gardner Minshew might kind of ease into the season, but but I wouldn't be shocked to see Anthony Richardson out there. But it's also one of those things if Gardner Minshew's playing well, it's hard to take him off the field. So I, I'm not giving you the full answer, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would go before. Well, I am, and I'm also gonna <laughs> say before. Always good to catch up with you, my friend. He's Casey Vallier, radio coordinator, in-game studio host for the Colts. And uh, we'll see if the uh, Villain of West 56 is actually on your bio here in a couple weeks. I'll see what I can do. (laughs) Thanks, Casey. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at C Valier Colts. When we come back, those reps with Anthony Richardson. Do the Colts already have it all wrong, even with the second week of OTAs? We'll discuss that next on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's go through some baseball scores just going final. The Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Guardians 1-0 final score with the Minnesota Twins picking up their 30th win of the season and 27 losses. Guardians dropped to 25 and 
31. Only run in this game came in the bottom of the second as Jose Polanco doubled that scored Kyle Farmer. Other than that, it was a bunch of donuts on National Donut Day on the scoreboard. Detroit Tigers, Chicago White Sox also just going final, picking up his fifth save of the season. Kendall Graveman of the Chicago White Sox as they defeat the Tigers 3-0. to zero. They scored two runs in the sixth and then a run in the seventh inning. Tim Anderson was the source of offense primarily for the White Sox. He scored a run and he drove in a run as well. Andrew Benintendi and Eloy Jimenez drove in the other two runs. Mike Clevenger went five innings of scoreless baseball for the White Sox. They're now 23 and 35. Detroit 26 and 28. Out in San Diego on the West Coast, the Cubs lead the Padres as they go to the bottom of the fourth, one to zero. The only run in this game came from a Ian Happ RBI. It was on a fielder's choice that scored Nico Horner. Also in action tonight, going on right now, top of the night, the Houston Astros lead 6-2 to two over the L.A. Angels. And on the West Coast, the Dodgers, they lead the Yankees 6-1. to one. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I am Jimmy Cook. Not sure if Eddie threw this in there with that scoreboard update, but tough one for the Reds today. 5-4, the Milwaukee Brewers take it. So let's just, we'll just drop it in there. Is my mic on? <laughs> For those of mine who missed it, it is Eddie Garrison. Welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Great job tonight. Sounded good on the updates. Hey, thanks. Thank you. I mean, 5-4 is better than, you know, giving up six runs in the first inning. But hey, neither here nor there. And L's and L at the end of the day, if they, I mean, of course, there's some time for your Yankees to come back and win. But right now, eh, I don't know. Graham Shears betrayed me. There's no visual medium here for our audience to see this. But I kept signaling across the glass Cut the mic. Cut the mic. Graham would not do it. He would not betray you. So, Eddie, you were right. Our but allegiance it, digs deep it is very into strong. the blood. It is very, very strong. We come from you, Indy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the you, Indy unity there is not not to be trifled with. I understand. I've, I've learned that very well. I appreciate it. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to talking to you as the show goes through. Hey, likewise, Jimmy. Thanks for joining me again. Of course. Happy to do so. Is he gone? Okay. Also want to remind the folks at home just so you know that uh, decidedly with math, 34 and 24 is better than 26 and 31. But I digress. Anyway, we look at Colts OTAs week two for the Colts throughout their OTA progress. And one of our very own who we've had on these very airways a number of times, he will join us at some point throughout the month of June when I'm back in here in the big chair for the coach Bob level. But Kevin Bowen of 107.5thefan.com has done a great job documenting the Colts for quite some time now, but especially a go-to destination throughout the offseason and the lead-up to training camp. He was out there for the media availability for Colts OTAs. You can find an article on that recap on 1075thefan.com. And a reminder and a caveat that Kevin is gracious to be able to put that out there and remind those of us that aren't out there at OTAs that the media can only see one OTA session each week. Just one. So that is an important caveat when you look at what happened today, which is Gardner Minshew taking all of the starting 11-on-11 reps for work on Friday. Now, if you've had a chance, and if you haven't, be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on 93.5107.5 The Fan, myself and a rotating cast of guest hosts on The Fan Midday Show. We've discussed this of when the best time is to start Anthony Richardson, and my stance is pretty clear. We'll never learn this directly because Shane Steichen's not going to give away the goods. He's not going to reveal his hand. But unless 
Anthony Richardson is flummoxed, confused, and lost by what Shane Steichen wants to do from an offensive standpoint, there's no reason that he should not be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts week one. And on top of that, I would argue that there's no reason that Anthony Richardson should not be getting the bulk of first-team reps, regardless of if he is on display for a media session of the one a week they get to see, or if he is on display just for the Colts coaching staff and personnel as they make those decisions and evaluations as the Colts offseason rolls on. Now, it should be noted that the three-day minicamp that we're all looking forward to, June 13th to the 15th, the media will be able to see all of that. And that is your real, I've seen it on Twitter, if you're a Colts fan that is asking, where's the highlight footage? Where's more Anthony Richardson? What are the Colts doing with our quarterback situation? That is a real moment within this Colts offseason where we'll get a clearer understanding for where that's really at. Because there's not as much you can hide if you're the Indianapolis Colts during that mini camp as you can this OTA session. The long and short of it is this. It's going to be a long summer. But there are certain benchmarks where you'll be able to get a clear idea for what the Colts are going to do at the quarterback position. We'll get into more of that when we return, including the biggest shakeup you could potentially see with the Colts this offseason when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're getting your weekend started off right. You definitely are if you're joining us here on IST. Still to come, we'll have a conversation with our sister stations, 93.5107.5, the fans own Jake Query, one half of Kevin and Query. You hear them 7 to 10 in the mornings on our sister station. We'll get Jake's thoughts on the Indianapolis 500, the decision to have a basically one-lap shootout of green flag racing to decide the 107th winner of the Indianapolis 500. So we'll get Jake's thought on that, as well as a more direct approach to where this Colts offseason is and what he thinks would be best with the young Anthony Richardson as the Colts bring him along throughout the process of this offseason and beyond. And then still to come, a conversation with Alex Golden of Setting the Pace. Pacers draft is right around the corner. We'll get Alex's thoughts on where things stand for the Pacers and a player or two that I would absolutely not like to see in Indiana. And if it does happen, would it be as bad as we fear. Then a little bit later, Brendan King of the South Bend Cubs is going to join us. We'll get an update from the Cubbies up in South Bend with BK. But first, we mentioned a big change this offseason that could totally make a new turn on where not just expectations should be for the Colts, but how they're able to change things as a defensive unit. And that is with an important transition that's taking place right now amongst the Colts secondary. And that is a long been in the works move of having Colts safety Julian Blackman make the flip from free safety to strong safety. That is a move that is ongoing and expected to take place by the start of the 2023 campaign. 31 games started at free safety in his first three seasons for Julian Blackman. 
and it really allows not only a competition to take place at strong safety between second-year man Nick Cross and Julian Blackman, but also allow him to be less aggressive in one area, but more focused as a vocal leader and a maestro, if you will, along the secondary on the defensive end, which could really open a lot up for the Colts from a secondary standpoint when you look at Rodney Thomas slotting in there at free safety. Now, again, this was a Colts defense a year ago that when you looked at this team outside of the collapse against Minnesota, which, again, the offense has to meet you halfway somewhere. I'm not going to say they get a full pass for the largest blown lead in NFL history, but at some point, Will is broken. And it happened in Minneapolis. We saw it firsthand. For the most part, though, that defense was not the issue. And if you could have, regardless if it's Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson, this Colts offense, be halfway better than they were a year ago, a move like Julian Blackman at strong safety, bringing Shaq Leonard back, could make things pretty interesting for where expectations should be for this Colts team. I'm Jimmy Cook, in for Bob Level. Joining us next, Jake Query of Kevin and Query on 93.5107.5 The Fan. We'll get his thoughts on 8500, the Colts, and more when we come back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.